Welcome to another edition of the Grizz Den Pod. Thanks for listening in. We have a Game 4 reaction podcast for you. Grizzlies fall to the Jazz 120-113 to and now travel out to Utah to face elimination. They're down 3-1, have a chance to bring it back to Memphis where they to win. And uh, we're going to give you our thoughts on Game 4 here shortly. So listen in. Coming to you live from Destin, Florida. Um, I've got two players that I want to focus on, and then just one observation that I'm sure that Will and Ty will have hit on um, at some point, or will hit on depending on the order that I'm coming in here with these instant reactions. I guess I've got to start from the top since I've been very critical maybe at least in private sessions of the, of the Grizz Den of watching um, the, this series of Anthony Melton and just how out of place he looked. Um, I had been saying, I can't remember if I said this on a pod or just was putting it on some of our text threads, like how at least in the past games, Melton has looked like he was getting a little bit more comfortable maybe with the speed of the game, but still wasn't hitting any shots. Um, he, there are, he definitely was still looking really rough at times in those past couple of games. And then last night you see him have a big breakthrough and have, you know, an excellent um, fourth quarter. And, you know, he had 15 points, five rebounds, two assists. I um, just, you just have to wonder if, if the Grizzlies had been getting something like that from someone off of their bench would we have stolen another game here and um, had a difference? And it could, you know, we could be sitting tied at the series. Um, I think the reason why I'm asking that question is because, you know, you had a game last night where Morant from the stat, from a stat line perspective, looked okay. he led us in points, 23 points, six rebounds, 12 assists. So we had a double double, but, if you were watching that game, Morant didn't necessarily have a great game. I mean, he, his shots were falling, at least from my perspective. He was looking pretty rough on defense. He, um, you know, I think had some pretty critical turnovers. Still was, you know, our best player on the court, no doubt. But and so I'm talking about that from in regards to Melton just because we got a big showing from Melton on a night where our best player was maybe not having his best night. So – you just have to wonder um, how that factors into rotations moving forward. Um, but kudos to Melton for stepping up and having a big game, shooting like he did um, from behind the three, kept us in it in that fourth quarter, made some big plays. And it was, you know, I like Melton. So I, I would love to see him continue to be a, a major factor um, on our team. The one that just, other than game one, I guess, Valanchunas had a pretty decent game, you know, because he, was able to get Gobert in foul trouble and, and dominate, but 
man, he just he just has not really looked that great to me. Um, the, these past three games, I just feel like whenever he's on the court, I feel very confident in him. Uh, he's still gonna do what he does. He's still gonna get rebounds. I'm sitting here and I'm criticizing him, and he had a double double as well with 14 points and 12 rebounds. But you know, he's he's definitely a target in the pick and roll. He and 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 so for for that to be the case, for us to give up many points, we he's got to do things like get his second chance buckets and um, you know steal some offensive rebounds, you know, to swing the game, do some do the small things right. Um, I think I've joked before how Alan Junis is always good for at least one or two just like drops in the middle of the lane like a ball that he should have caught. Um, and uh, I don't know, just sort of, it's just been frustrating. I think it's just another piece, you know, for a young team. We needed him to step up, and that's maybe part of the difference in the game. Other than the fact that the Jazz are just shooting lights out. I mean, they're just, we're not making it that tough for them on the three. I mean, I think we are defending them well, but they're just, they're just playing better team basketball than us right now. And I still feel like we can win games, which is nuts. Um, I'm sure one of, one of Tyre, Will will touch on it, so I won't go into it a ton, but clearly we came out and needed Jaron to get going. We talked about that, about that in our instant reaction, you know, previously. We had to have him step up if we wanted to have a chance to win. And man, he just, he did, he did some good things. He's starting to get his feet back up underneath him. So I just would say from a fan perspective, let's just like, let's just treat that as positive and, you know, maybe we can, um, get excited about you know his, his short-term future next year based on what we're sort of seeing from him now. Um, but this has been tweeted on, this has been said a lot on social, and it's just the case, man. This team, the Jazz, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting back. Every game is close. I love that about us. I love this about that, our team. But the Jazz just, anytime we get it close, it seems like they're able to get it right back to nine points really quickly, and that's just sort of been the tale of the series. Um, but hey, we're in it, and I still think that we might could go go to Utah and get one. So let's get it. Drizden, not looking good for a first round upset by your Grizz. Um, I think I even said on the last voice message that Utah didn't look like a one seed. I might be taking that back a little bit. Um, They just consistently hit big shot after big shot after big shot. They are shooting the lights out from three, um, basically 50% the last three games, while shooting like 40 of them. That's going to be really tough to compete with when we are shooting 33s and hitting like nine of them. Um, That's honestly how they're beating us, is we are, to an extent, trading twos for threes, um, which is not a good recipe for success. Um, They're just better than us, as they should be. They are a win-now team. Um, like the youngest player on our ro- on their roster is 25. 
which is Donovan Mitchell. Conley's in his 30s. Gobert's like 28 or 29. Ingles is in his 30s. Even Jordan Clarkson is like 28 or 29. Bogdanovich is in his 30s. Royce O'Neal is like 28 or 29. Basically, everyone they have on their team would be our oldest player. Um, we're just not on the same stage then. But with that said, again, I kind of mentioned this last video too. You got to be crazy encouraged by this Grizz team, uh, playing their tails off, no quit, playing super hard. Even when Utah would just hit like a dagger three or even two consecutive possessions, like we come right back down and we're fighting again. Um, as far as individual performances, JB's kind of looked a little rough the last two games. It just it hurts when he's just not very versatile on defense. Uh, he can't necessarily step out. He can't really hedge that well. We're trying to do the drop coverage, and they're just killing us from three. Um, still a good player, right? JV is good. It's just kind of like when you have flaws in playoff teams, in playoff games against really good teams, like you're going to get exposed for your flaw. That's happening to us, and, I mean, to be expected, right? Um, ja is kind of getting hunted when he's on defense, but not as much, which is good that we can kind of successfully hide him on a few defenders. Um, ja is still getting basically wherever he wants to on the floor. Didn't have a great scoring night. Still put up over 20 points, though. Um Jaron had a decent night. I'd love him shooting all those threes. He kind of has to. Like, if he's going to be your volume shooter, then he's got to be the volume shooter, right? So I'm, I'm, I was glad to see him take those shots. Yeah, he didn't hit any, and that's, again, kind of to be expected. He has, doesn't really have his legs underneath him yet. But for all the people trying to, like, sell off on Jaron, I think that's crazy. Um I think Jaron is showing all the promise that you would want him to show as a 21-year-old in the league. Like you got to remember, he's our youngest player. Um, fighting like crazy, had a huge offensive rebound over Gobert, put back dunk. Thought that was great. Um, still fouling a little much, but that's okay. Playing a ton of Grayson. Grayson Allen's getting a lot of minutes, and we kind of have to. I saw some people mentioning, like, why was Grayson in for Kyle? It's strictly because we have to have a threat to shoot. Like, we we have to have that on the floor, or Utah is just not going to respect anyone on the team with their shot. Like, and you have to have a guy that can at least take and make a three to try to keep up with them and their shooting because their shooting is so elite. We have to just put shooting on the floor. We have to. And Kyle is kind of, you know, he's kind of, I wouldn't say regressed. He's just not like a volume shooter. It's just not his game. It's not going to happen. One uh, one thing I noticed is Melton obviously had his big spurt in the fourth where he had, I think, eight consecutive points for us. Um, that's when we kind of cut the lead to, like, two. Um, to me, it just showed that if we get any type of additional creator slash shot maker off the dribble at all, how good we can look. If we just take a little bit of pressure off John, him not having to just, like, drive the paint and make everything happen, 
or Jonas just kind of playing bully ball down low. Like you've got to have a perimeter self creator shooter off the dribble that can hit a shot for you, hit a three for you. And like the minute we had that, like we made a run and cut it to two. Um, and I just keep going. I was thinking about this last night after watching the game and this morning too. Is what if, what if like Melton did that all the time, right? That's not who Melton is most likely. He's still really young too, so you can't write it off completely. But what if we had a guy on the perimeter that could do that, that could just self-create, go get a shot, hit a three off the dribble, like create for himself? That would just be – that would open up so many doors. Um, Dylan's done a pretty good job of that. Um, still not really off the dribble threes, but he can kind of get to his little jumper in the mid-range. Um, Jai is still limited with his shot. I mean, he's taken more threes. I think he was only one for seven from three last night. Um, still living in the paint, but I just kept, I just kept thinking like, God, what if we had like a bigger guard or a wing that could just self-create for like three or four minutes first, um, but do it consistently, like always be able to count on that guy to do that. And the Jazz have like five of those guys. That's why they're so hard to defend is because they have so many guys that can create their own offense and create a shot, um, out of nothing, honestly. And we don't really have that guy. Uh, and the minute we do have that guy, like I said, we, we made a run and we looked, yeah, we cut the lead. Uh, I think that's something to look for in the future, maybe this summer or who we trapped, a lot of stuff like that, who we go after for free agency. Um, it also like, we, we are seeing what we need, which is great, but also what we have is working, right? If, I mean, you could argue Melton especially before the fourth quarter last night with a guy that you make and say, like, oh, I don't know if he has it in these moments. Uh, but he did show some promise, which was awesome. Um, I just think it comes down to Utah being better than us, um, especially when they shoot this well. It's going to be hard to beat them when they shoot 50% from three. It's going to be hard for anyone to beat them if they shoot 50% from three, taking 40 a game. Um, love our fight, though. All for this team. Um, the growing pains is, as people like to say, taking our lumps, um, and we're fighting like crazy. We're not laying down, um, continuing to fight. And I love that from our team, from our young stars too. All in all, pretty encouraging, even though we lost and I hate that. Um, but there are some, some good things to take away. So game, uh, game five in Utah. Honestly, they're probably going to close it out. Um, if not, that'd be huge to get one more game back at the forum. The fans have seemed to be great both games, which is really awesome, too. Um, keep fighting, Grizz. I had the opportunity to go to game four last night, and um, there was definitely still a ton of energy in the arena, especially because uh, the Grizzlies yet again made it a close game against the one-seeded Utah Jazz. And I thought the the difference from Saturday to Monday was after the game, uh, which was, you know, Saturday you're you're tied up 1-1 and you fall to the Jazz in, in it, which you – could argue there were some some breakdowns on the Grizzlies side that 
prevented them from being able to pull it out. Um, you could argue that Utah was just the better team. They had the best player on the floor that night, and that player took over. Um, I think a little bit of both are true. Uh, but at the, at the same time, you had this feeling of, you know, the Grizzlies didn't necessarily play their best game, and yet they were in this. And so uh, let's see what they can do in the, in the next one. So there was just this sense of hope. And after last night, um, I, felt it, I felt it turn. There was a sense in which there was an acceptance for um, Utah's dominance and just an acceptance that the Jazz are just that much better right now than the Grizzlies. And uh, for a lot of people, that is okay. And I think that's where I am as well. If let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, even with the result in game one, let's say the Grizzlies still steal it uh, without Mitchell on the floor for the Jazz. Um, what if the last three games had been 25 to 30 point blowouts? Would we be analyzing it and picking it apart? especially in terms of individual performances to the same extent that we are uh, in the last few podcasts. And the answer for, for that, maybe it depends. I mean, we uh, at, on the Grisden pod absolutely would be, but it's just because we, that's what we love to do. Um, however, I think there would be less, even for us, less of a significance placed on uh, these performances in the long run. Um, and I think that's something to, to take a step back and and recognize as fans is, um, are you reacting to, even if think about it, we still lost the last three games. And so it was the still, still the same result, but we're, we're placing so much more value because of the way this team is actually in these games. And therefore each, each of these individual plays and performances matter because they're uh, in, in games this close are the difference between wins and losses, and so we care more about them and we we can um, pick them apart. And so, um, what at the end of the day, though, what I would want to recognize is this team is already at a place where they're in these games against a number one seed. Seed team, which is clearly better than them. Um, Utah, it's not a fluke. Their three point shooting. I mean, that's the difference in the game. If you look at the side by side team stats, the one huge outlier is three point attempts and three point percentage, and that's the difference in the game. The Jazz, you say what you will about um, the personnel. Say what you will about the strategies. At the end of the day, the Jazz just took a lot more threes and made a lot more threes, and that's really the difference. And um, I still think, though, there is a – this team – think about this. I mean, Mike Conley in the 2019 trade between the Grizzlies and the Jazz, you know, we're trading away a a, a star, you know, maybe in the the latter half of his prime, but definitely still in his prime. I don't know about – everyone else, but I think this is the best basketball I've ever seen Mike Conley play in this series. Um, maybe the the uh, the game or two against the Spurs back a few years ago against Kawhi, maybe that was it. 
uh, for you, and that's definitely an argument. But I trading away a star like that and starting from scratch and already being in a playoff series against Utah and the series is actually competitive when you look at it from game to game, that's astounding. And so what I, all this to say, as fans, I want to really guard against making bold proclamations about um, these players. I think there, there's importance in, in uh, looking ahead and saying what the Grizzlies need and what they're missing is, let's just say, like a wing that is a playmaker. And they still need more shooting. That's obvious. And so these, these macro concerns, I think, are very important to, to look at. But as far as just, like, is Jaron ready for the moment? Is even, even guys like Melton, I mean, who's, the data is starting to stack up for him. And I'm really glad he had the performance he did last night in the fourth quarter. Um, but I just think it's, it's all very relative because as soon as we are competitive, I think our brains just instantly go to, um, being super critical and it's a beautiful thing because we are competitive and we want to win. And if we're in a position to win with a few minutes left, it doesn't matter what's come before, um, or where we are in our team life cycle. You know, we we want the these players to make the right plays, and a lot of them are still extremely young and have never been in a game with this high of stakes. And um, all this to say, the fact that they're putting on a show like this is, um, I think, worthy of 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 praise uh, more than anything. And I did walk out of the arena last night with an acceptance of we're probably not going to see another game in FedEx Forum. I surely hope I'm wrong. Um, but even if we don't, this team has risen so far above uh, what was expected of them, number one, and also what I think, I think the sum of this team is so much greater than the individual parts. Um, and that's credit to um, the players for believing in the system and staying um, true to you know their work ethic and, and what the coaches are asking them to do. And it's a credit to the coaches for what they've done to keep this team together uh, throughout, especially in a run where it would have been very easy to to uh, to maybe pack it in a couple times. And so I know this was less, um, focused on game four and more of a, um, you know, state of the Grizzlies address, but I'm just very, uh, proud of the team and I'm excited for, uh, this off season. And I think that there are some things that the team can do to build on this success. And we are going to absolutely be looking at that from all angles to, to give our opinions on what we would do for this team and also react to what ends up happening um, for this team. But um, the arrow is pointed in the right direction, and I think that we have a group um, that can at least make a 
playoff series competitive, if not pull out a few that they shouldn't have. And I never thought I would be this excited after a loss. But here we are.